Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk. Today we're going to be talking about sin and how us as men, all of us as men, deal with sin and what we need to do when we are dealing with sin and how it affects us. Welcome to Real Men Talk, discussing the tough issues facing men and their families every day. Here are your hosts, Anthony Kurnut and Craig Reynolds. What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Men Talk today, as we're going to talk about sin and it dealing and it, us as men dealing with sin. Craig's here with me. Hey, how's it going? So we're going to get right into it. So um, as, as we all know, all of us, we all deal with sin. Every one of us, we all deal with uh, um, different types of sin, and knowing and understanding what um, that we are all dealing with sin, and that that it is a um, an an ongoing act that we're going to have to deal with till till the rest of our lives. And so, being able to conquer it, and being able to uh, understand it, and why we deal with it, and uh, so we're going to get right into it, Craig. Yeah, um, you know it's a it's something that we all deal with. Like you said, you know when uh when we're born into into this life, uh, you know even as babies, you know I think uh, we've all we've all done it. You know we see a newborn baby, we're like, wow, what a what a precious little thing. But the reality of it, that is a sin ridden little little creature. We're all born into sin. We all have to put it, and that's why we have to be born again. Uh, you know, and I think this topic of sin, uh, that that we are we're going to discuss today is something that unfortunately is uh is something that's not addressed enough in the church today uh that's right we've put on this uh this idea that uh it's a free-for-all in the christian world you know that you know as long as we go to church as long as we go through the motions as long as we say that we believe in christ and that we you know we follow a few goods and we have an okay life and we're not out you know robbing people or whatever, you know, it, it's okay. But the reality of it is, uh, is where to, where to flee from the very appearance of evil. And, uh, we'll try it. It's important. Um, uh, it's important to, to know what we're, what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to live as Christians. And, uh, and this, this topic of sin is, uh, it's something that is long overdue as far as being addressed. Absolutely. You know, and, and the, what we have to understand is that we are uh, sin is inherited. Um, it's in our very DNA. It is it is who we are. You know, Romans five twelve says that when Adam's sin sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone's for everyone sinned. Um, you know, and you look through through the entire Bible. Ever mm-hmm. since since Adam, there's not a, there's not been a a moment in time 
where God has not had to address address the um, the issue of sin in a nation, whether it be idolatry, whether it be um, sacrificing, you, you know, or worshiping other gods, you know, whatever, yes. whatever it is, there has been a constant struggle with sin and because of Adam. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, and I'm going to go ahead and, I'm, you know, read this verse. You know, it, it explains it so well. It's in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2. It says, but your iniquity has separated you from God from your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear, you know, that's the severity. We don't, we, you know, like I said, we take it so lightly, but it is our sin. It is our sin that actually is that barrier between us and God. You know, people under, uh, you know, I've seen it time and time again. There's people that, you know, they'll, you know, they'll live these sinful lifestyles and they'll do these different things and they'll do that. And, and when they get in trouble, you know, they, they, they ask for prayer, you know, they pray and they do this and they do that. And then they wonder why God doesn't bless them. Why, why they're not seeing God's hand in everything they do. It's because you are living a life of sin. You are not doing what is pleasing to God, you know? And I know that's not something that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get a lot of views on Facebook. It doesn't get a lot of following on, on social media because it's not the popular thing to hear, but that's the truth of the matter. And it, and the and the the other truth of the matter, the harsh reality of it is, a life of sin will send you to a very real hell, and uh, and and we have to walk in everything we do. I mean, we have to walk in the utmost, uh, just sanctified, holiest way of living in our that we're capable of, you know. And uh, and it's just it, it's something that's been very. Uh, I know I've had a burden for it, you know, this particular matter. Just because it is, uh, it is so loosely, uh, loosely uh, treated, and uh, it, it's a yes. very severe thing. Very severe. That's right. You know, and and what what especially when it comes to people who do not know Christ, you know, this is the reason why we have to accept Christ and yes. His sacrifice on the cross is because because of Adam's sin, mm-hmm. our souls are dead. You know the the verse that you read there, the the Isaiah fifty nine two. You know it, it it explains that that our sin has separated us. You know mm. God's not gone anywhere, but that no. that sin put up a wall between God and us, and um, and it has separated us. Therefore, since we are born into sin, we were born. Our souls are born dead. We are we are yes. not alive. And um, you know Romans. Um, 623 says, for the wages of sin is death, yes. but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And um, it is very important for us to understand this. Um, and it's important for us to understand that that uh, we're not the only ones. This is this is not something that is, you know, if 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 an image of individual is struggling with sin or somebody doesn't know Christ, um we we all need Christ. We all are destined to hell without yes. Him, and, um, and and we all need Him. And even as Christian men, we all deal with sin. Um, oh yeah, every one of us. You know, Romans three twenty three says, "For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God." Um, and it's important for us to understand that. Yeah, well, and I think for for men especially. I'm glad you said it because we went right into my next train of thought. Uh, 
you know, when we have to realize that we all have that sinful nature, you know, even as Christians, it's something you have to crucify on a daily basis. You know, I've been crucified with Christ. You know, Paul even said, you know, the things that I should do, I don't. Those things I shouldn't do, I do, you know, um, in all, or, you know, things I should do, I don't, and, and vice versa. But, you know, and here's the thing I think that every man needs to to let go of, and it is pride. It is That's right. to let your, be honest with yourself and know that you have problems you need to address, no matter if it's, if it's pornography, if it's, you know, alcohol, if it's, uh, if it's, if it's tobacco, if it's, you know, cussing, you know, no matter what it is, lying, you know, and, uh, and, you know, pride is one of the biggest sins of itself. Everything stems from pride. I mean, yes. Lucifer himself. Sin. Yes. Lucifer himself would not be Lucifer if it was not for pride. It came from him wanting to be greater than God and, and every, and, you know, and, and taking that supreme role, that pride, that arrogance. And that's what it comes. And here's the severity of pride. That's uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 6, verses 16 through 19 says this. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lion tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift to running in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies, and one who sows discord among brethren. Uh, if you look at that, a proud look, what is that? That's pride. That is That's that right. is a prideful attitude. You know, Bible says pride comes before the fall. You know, if you want to know what's going to happen after you are proud. You can only be proud for so long. And then comes destruction. Nebuchadnezzar, he was proud. He was prideful, but guess what? It come to a humbling. And it was when he was out in that field and the, you know, the feathers was growing and the fangs were, you know, the, the claws were growing from his, uh, from his hands and feet and everything. And then he looked up and he realized, Oh, wow. You know, it, it, there's a humbling that will always come, you know, and that's one of the, the, the thing us as men, we've got to realize is, our pride is something that we have to let go of. It is, it, we have to submit ourselves. You know, the Bible says also that he who, he who humbles himself will be exalted and he who exalts himself will be humbled. Uh, so we have to, we have to be very, 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 very aware of this situation. Absolutely. You know, and so many times, you, you know, and, I mean, just like you said, I mean, we all deal with, with pride and we all deal with sin. And, and um, you know, so many yes. times Satan wants us to think that that we're the only ones that that deal with it. We're the only ones that that, yeah. that deal with this and it makes it feel so bad, you know, that nobody else really struggles to, struggles with this. And nobody else, um, it, you know, everybody else is, is much holier than we are and and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. First Corinthians ten thirteen says there has there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above what ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. You know, and this just goes to show that it doesn't matter what the temptation is, um, you know. Put it, put it on the list. It doesn't matter what it is. It's, it's not uncommon to man. We are no. not, we're not, we're, we're not the only ones who deal with this. And uh, so no. many times, so many times, you know, you get, you, you, you'll hear the statement. Well, you just don't know what I've done. Oh yeah. You know, how many? I mean, how many times have you have you heard that? Well, you you don't know oh. what I've done. Um, you you know you, you just you don't know what's in my past. Um, you don't know the thoughts that are going through my head. 
you know, and it's like, dude, you you don't get it. Everybody deals with this stuff. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is, you know. I mean, oh yeah, and um, you know, especially when it comes to pride, us as men, we're classic. It, you oh. know, I mean, well, yeah, and you know, the enemy, uh, his biggest thing is he wants you to feel secluded and isolated that you are the only ones that have had that thought, you know, that's, and I was going to get into it a little bit later on and we'll talk about it a little bit more and I'll, you know, we'll expound on it. But, uh, I think one of the greatest things you can do when it comes to sin, when it comes to anything in your Christian walk is surrounding yourself with people to be accountable to, to having Christian brothers, to having fellowship and to having those things, because it is when, uh, when you get isolated, when you think you can do it on your own, which is pride, goes back to mm-hmm. pride. Yes, it uh, does. It that's when the devil does his greatest work is when he gets you alone, when he backs you into a corner, when he when he feels like you are, you know, makes you feel like you're all alone. I mean, if you think about it, look at look at the look at the prophet Elijah after he he stood against the you know the the uh, prophets of Baal. Mm-hmm. And he did all, and then Je- and then Jezebel, you know, sent out, you know, to kill him, you know, and and that she wanted him dead. Where was he at? He was by himself in a cave. And it is in those moments that you know the greatest things can happen. The enemy will come at you, at, you know, and and get a hold of you in ways that that you cannot even not even fathom. But, you know, those thoughts, yeah. Uh, but you know. These things are they're not uncommon to man, you know, and these things we face, whether it's lust, it's pride, it's everything, you know. Uh the the areas of sin, you know, first John two sixteen explains it well. It says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of this world. I mean, everything we face, it is of the devil. You know, it is it is of um uh, it is, it is of this world, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we, we have a bad problem of, of classifying sin, you know, that's right. Uh, of, of putting, uh, certain things on a pedestal, you know, like murder, stealing, envy, uh, lying, homosexuality, uh, you know, but we look at, we don't look at the other things like gossip, greed, uh, what about hatred, pride, like we've already mentioned. Tried. And, uh, and, you know, like, don't get me wrong, homosexuality, yes, it is It is a sin. Genesis to Revelation, that sin never changed. It was always it was always a sin. And uh, But we got to realize, you know, a haughtiness, an arrogant attitude, proud look, that's just as bad. Absolutely. I mean, uh, not, you know, not uh, causing discord among the brother, you know, right. causing discord in the church. That's bad. That is not right. right. When you are not in co- in cohesion with your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, God does not like that. I, I mean, if you think about it, God within the Godhead, there's harmony: the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. They mm-hmm. are triune. They are co-equal, coexistent, been together from the very beginning all the way to the very end. They are, they in themselves are unity. They it, 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 it's perfect cohesion. You know, it's when unity happens that. Great things happen. Day of Pentecost, you know, the 120 become in unity. They, 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 they come in one mind. They come in one accord. The Holy Ghost falls for the first time and fills believers for the very first time. And from that day, power from there on, miracle signs and wonders follow. There's power in unity, and and that's something we got to realize is is when we fail to be in unity, when we fail to assemble together. You know, Bible says, "For not forsake the assembling of yourself with one another," especially as you see the day approaching. When we feel to do those things, those are just as sinful. 
Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and we and we put this the sin in, in this this like a like a tier table or or like a list, you know, where you know, well, you know, well, so and so was was doing that, you know, my my sin's not as bad as his, you know, and it yeah. really it really in our in our minds it really helps us to justify our sin and um what we don't what we fail to see to see so many times what we fail to understand is that the the that sin is sin and yes. god sees it that way it's not you know well this person murdered and this person lied well in god's eyes they're both sin you know we we look yes. as at the murder as it being so bad and this lie you know not being as bad as this as the murder but the truth is is that it both of them have to be under the blood before yeah. you know in order for us to get forgiveness of it and yeah. uh and so you you know so many times you know we 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 like to talk about homosexuality you know right now it's a big thing because it's attacking the church and it's attacking you know yeah. it, it, and and it's and it's a topic that needs to be addressed don't get me wrong absolutely but the people who are sitting in the church that that are uh, with the haughty attitude mm. and the you, you know the the uh, uh, with their nose stuck up in the air and they're running people off because they don't look a certain way or they don't act a certain way is just as sinful. As that homosexuality is. Well, let's look at well, let's look at scripture too. Okay, in the in the ministry of Christ, who who did he address and who was he the harshest with? Was it the Pharisees? The, yeah, was it? It wasn't the adulterers. It wasn't the murderers. It wasn't the thief on the cross. It wasn't that. It was the religious people. It was those in the temple every day. That's that right. They they thought they had it all together. So, you know, that's that, that shows you. I mean, he was calling them hypocrites, calling them out left and right. And they were the very ones that ended up crucifying him. But that's yet right. to the adulterer, it was like, you know, your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. You know, to the thief on the cross who had that repent heart, that clean heart, that, that, that you know, hum, humbled himself before Christ. It was, today you'll be with me in paradise. So, that's I mean, right. hey guys, we got to look at it. I mean, the same blood that it took to save the murderer and the thief and the, in the, in the, the rapist. You know I mean? Let's throw it out there. Right. The, the same blood that it takes for them to be saved is the same one. It takes for your snotty attitude to get set free. That's I mean, right. It, it's all the same. I mean, so, so let's humble ourselves. Let's, let's take a, I think, you know, one thing I want to point out in this is I want everybody at the end of this podcast is it, it, no matter what episodes, but especially this one is to take a time of reflection. Where, where That's have right. you, where have you been? Uh, what have you done? What what uh, what areas are you struggling with? Whether it's something that you may classify as simple, or uh, or something that's major, but take a, take a time of reflection and get and get it right. That's right. Well, um, that, Craig, that was that was excellently put. And uh, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, we're going to talk about struggling with sin. you want to be part of the conversation, join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. 
We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion. If you have a question or comment about this week's show, please email us at realmenatpalaceofpraise.com. Now, back to the show with Anthony and Craig. All right, guys, welcome back to Real Men Talk. Uh, and we're going to continue talking about sin, and we're going to talk about struggling with sin. You know, and, um, uh, you know, before the break, we were talking about how, you know, so many times we think that we're the only person who really struggles with it and we're the only person, you know, Satan can make us feel isolated and, and all this stuff. But the truth is, is even even the, the great apostle Paul dealt with sin. Um, Romans chapter seven, which if if you are dealing with with sin, if you're dealing with the with the the, the concept of grace, read through chapters Romans chapter six, seven and eight. They are they are profound, profound. But chapter seven, verses twenty two through twenty five, it said this. It says, and this is the apostle Paul talking. He said, "I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. The power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am! Who will free me from this from this life?" that is dominated by sin and death. Thank God the answer is Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. You know, and and I'll, I want to point out a couple of things. Not only not only is this this the Apostle Paul that's talking about it, you know, but in verse 23, he says, but there is another power within me, which he's talking about sin, his sinful nature that is at war with my mind, um, and and that's that's really where the fight's at all together. Oh yeah, at all times it's always it's in the mind. You know that's the reason why Second Corinthians ten four and five is is probably my favorite verse in all the Bible. You know, and it talks about bringing every thought underneath the captivity of Jesus Christ. And it's so important because you, you I mean, you see here, uh, each each and every one of us have a sinful nature. Depending on how strong that fight is, that that temptation is, you know, how, how hard it is to to veer away from that is how much we feed our sinful nature. So if you if you have a if you have a a, a certain subject that you're dealing with that you're struggling with more than anything else, look at how much you're feeding it. Oh yeah. And that's that's what the key, you know. Uh I was going to share another verse uh as well. Uh kind of goes along with those that exact same verse, but it's uh 1 John 3 and 4 and it says whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness and sin is lawlessness. Uh you know, it, not only it, it are these scriptures in this way of life, it, it's not just I mean it is a moral code, it is a moral compass, but I mean it's a set of laws. I mean, right. It, it is something we are to abide by. I mean, and and we got to get this in in our in our spirit and in our in our soul. This is where uh, discipleship, I believe, is key in a life of a believer. 
somebody. Yes. You know, oh, we've yeah. talked about in our uh, in our men's Bible study group on Thursday nights, which if you live, especially here in the local southeast Missouri area next to Popper Bluff, uh, we'd like to invite you. It's uh, 630 every Thursday night in room 400 at the Palace of Praise. But, um, you know, it, when it comes to who is your Paul and who is your Timothy? You know, we've talked about that. You know, who who is the mentor you have and who are you mentoring? You know, if you're now if you're at if you're at a good place in, in your walk, if you're mature in your walk with Christ, you know, um, who are you mentoring and who and who ha, do you look up to? Because we we never outgrow a spiritual mentor. Never do we outgrow that. Never. We always we always need somebody to feed from and, and feed off of. And that's where it comes. Discipleship comes in, important here is. Is somebody to hold you accountable, somebody to, uh, when you get out of line, address it, be like, hey, look, um, I saw, you know, some areas that you may be maybe kind of struggling in, you know, and to have that. Uh, and, you know, just to train you in the ways that that you really should go in the Lord. It's it's important. And um, and, you know, and just to swallow that pride, be humble. Um and, you know, and it's simple, James chapter four and 17, you know, um, if you struggle of of what you should do, what you shouldn't do. James chapter four, verse 17 is a good example, a good reminder it says, therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is a sin. That's right. Uh, so if you have any question in your mind, I, Anthony, I think I actually learned this from you. If you have to question if it's a sin, that means it's a sin. Right. That means don't do it. So if you have to question before you do something, is it sin? Then just don't. Just don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's exactly right. You know, so many times, you know, um, uh, was it was it? I can't remember the, this weekend. We had a Roman rally and, and I can't yeah. remember if it was Joe Dobbins or Tony Suarez, you know, was talking about wanting to ride that line. And, you know, we, we want to stick our foot over that line and yes. we just want to kind of dabble. You know, how how much how much can we get away with? How much, oh. you, you know, can, 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 can I stay right here in this line and just dip my foot in it just a little bit? You know, maybe, maybe just my big toe, you know, to, to where, you know, I just, I, I just want to, I just don't quite want to let go of it. You yeah. know, I, you know, I, I, I just really enjoy that one, you know, uh, maybe, maybe it's pornography, you know, the, the, the secret deadly sin that it, that is, that is a plague in men's lives. Even inside the church, and uh, you, you know, well, well, I just, I just want to, I just want to just dabble with it just a little bit, yes. you, you know. And uh, we always want to ride that line. But if you, if you, like you said, if you have to ask yourself, is this right? You should not do that. No. You know, it's it, it's no. not it's not that difficult. Well, I say it's not that difficult. It's always it's always harder than it, than it than it is to say. You know, harder to do than it is to say. Um, you, you know, you get into things like addictions and stuff like that, and, mm. and and I understand that people struggle, but there's there's freedom in that, and that's that's set boundaries. You know, if you're oh, if you're yeah. struggling, that you know, if you're struggling with stuff, you know, set boundaries. Good grief! Um, I was I was I was addicted to pornography until I was 26 years old. Um, yeah. my my wife caught me. It almost ruined my marriage. Um, yeah, it was it was awful. And uh, and at that point, I realized, hey, this is this is an issue, this is a problem, um, and I, I had to go through. I had I had to set boundaries. 
Um, even to this day, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 40. So we're talking about 14 years later. You know, my wife has got all of my my passwords to my emails, to my phone, to, you know, at any at any point. It always keeps me in check because it's always something that I that uh, that I struggle, you know, that I will struggle with. It's always something that I will mm-hmm. always have to have boundaries for and um, and healthy boundaries um, yeah. to, to keep me away from that. Well, yeah, and that, uh, you know, goes back to like we were talking earlier in the pod in the episode was, you know, being humble and, and being aware, you know, it's uh, I remember Joe Dobbins, not this year, but last year when he preached at Real Men Rally and he talked about that door. Yes. Sin, and you and he had this illustration of this door, this prop of a door. And, you know, how sin is this door we peek in. We're like, well, I'm just going to look. And then the next thing you know, you're like, well, I'm just going to kind of open the door a little bit further and get a better look. And then the next thing you know, you're stepping in. And when you get when you step into this to this this door, this then that's when the Satan comes up behind you, shuts the door and locks it. And it take you know, sin will always take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. Amen. And um, and you know, Joe Dobbins, he he even told us how he struggled with pornography as a preacher. And it yes. was at a uh, I believe a, a conference or a revival service when the man that preached that night got up at the very end of the altar call and said, uh you know, there's a preacher in here and you've been living a double life. And if you don't, if you don't get it under the blood and you don't correct it, you will lose everything. And in that moment, he realized, OK, it's time to get this under the blood and get it and get it right. And he even said how he has boundaries, how his staff there's there at his uh, office, you know, at his uh, church that there's restrictions on his computer. You know how his wife has access to his phone. Craig Groeschel, one of the the pat is the pastor of the largest church in the nation yes he has the same issue and he said this is what i do my wife has access to my phone my staff members have access to my computers that way i'm accountable at all times it's just smart guys i mean it's just being wise you know we're supposed to be you know wise as serpents and harmless as doves you know because our adversary the devil comes to do nothing but to kill steal and destroy he will kill and still i mean anything he can it's not just a physical death i mean he will kill your marriage he will kill your your joy he will kill your peace and and when you know in pornography you know especially is something that is such a such a evil thing and it's something that a majority of even christian men are dealing with pastors are dealing with you know and this is something guys that we got to be honest with ourselves because if you if not it, it it is crazy i was talking to um a gentleman today at, a matter of fact on this specific thing at lunch and uh and he had talked about how he had met a a man who had a pornography addiction you know and he had been coming to him for counseling him and his wife and it had been aware and the wife had warned him and said you know just if you don't stop i'm gonna leave if you don't stop you're gonna leave if you don't stop i'm gonna leave and um Anyway, she thought he had it kicked and he had her convinced he had it kicked until one day she went and she was cleaning the house and was cleaning the bed and flipped the mattress. And there was a, a little uh, pay phone, one of those little prepay phones, like a, you know, cheap phone. That's how he was accessing his pornography and it ruined his marriage. And, you know, that's the that's the thing is, you know, sin, it, you know, it, it, it seems so harmless as for, at first, but the destruction it brings you know, and, and especially you, you look at something like pornography. Let's just use that as an example since we're on the topic. You know, if you're a man and, and you're looking at pornography and, you're, and your wife sees that struggle, how do you think she feels? Right. She feels inadequate. 
she feels not good unloved. enough, unloved, you know, that, that, and you could try to justify it in any way you, possible, but that's just not how it is. And that's how sin is. It is so deceiving. And, and guys, it, it, it hurts not just you, but everyone around you that is close. That's exactly Fam- right. You know, families are ruined. That's yes. Yes. And, um, you know, and that's, that's a, another thing, you know, we talk about, you know, one of the, one of the things is, is Satan tries to isolate us. Another thing he tries to tell us is that, that we can kick it on our own. Oh, you yeah. know, I, I mean, how many, how many times you have, have you ever bought into that lie? You know, I know I oh, have, sure. you know what? Well, you know, I can stop if I want to, you, you know, I, I, I can stop this. I, I've got this thing kicked. I can, I can take care of this on my own. I don't need God's help. And that is a bold face lie. Yes. You, you cannot conquer something that is natural to you. Um, and sin itself is natural to us it is in our flesh and when we feed it it grows and we cannot conquer the sin that is inside of us without the help of holy spirit i mean and if you think that you're not going to be uh tempted or you're not going to be tempted that hard guys you're strongly mistaken if you look at christ even for 40 days and 40 nights he was tempted and tried by the devil and he had to he had to fast he had to pray he had to fight him with the word of god okay with the word of god this is where that is why it's so important when it goes to discipleship like we were talking about and accountability and being uh, in the word guys cuz satan knows the word he'll twist it just enough the, to oh, yes. look at the garden when sin entered into this world are you sure that he really said not to eat of that fruit I mean, mm-hmm. he twisted it just enough. He was enticing just enough. It was, you know, so seductive. You know, I mean, it, it drew, it, I mean, it's convincing. And that's why you got to know what scripture says and and the meaning behind it. Not just where you can quote it, but you got to know it and apply it. I mean, that's, that's right. It's got to be in your heart. This, is, I mean, our, our battle is not against flesh and blood. It is against spiritual wickedness, rulers, and darkness in high places. I mean, it is a real battle. We have a real adversary, and we shouldn't take them lightly. That's right. That's right. You know, and maybe today you find yourself, um, as a listener, you find yourself struggling with sin. Maybe you find yourself struggling with condemnation. Um, But, you know, the... All, all of this stuff that that we have talked about during this episode is is truth. We all deal with this stuff, and there is hope. There is hope in your sin, yes. and you know, verse twenty five of that of that Romans seven twenty two, uh, chapter seven verses twenty two through twenty five. Verse twenty five says, "Thank God, the answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord, and He is our hope." Um, to overcome the sin that is in us. You know, 1 John 1, 9 says this. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. You know, and that's so powerful. So, you know, you hear that verse quoted all the time. And I think I think so often it is um, it's it's misquoted um, uh, and it is it's. It's, it's kind of passed over. It's, it's taken lightheartedly. And mm. it's it's so powerful because because it's simple. It, it's it's simple. If we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us. You know, and, and when we repent, you know, but I think a lot of times that the key word there is repentance. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that means to turn away from your sin and to leave it behind you and not not carry it with you, not, you know, not not to to just 
turn to the side away from it, it means turn away from it and, and and to and to to confess it and leave it there and he will forgive us of our sins and he will help yeah. us conquer sin yes for any man who is in Christ he is a new creation the old life has passed away and there a new life has begun i mean That's right. there is so much power in that word in that in that verse and uh Amen. and guys we got to live by that we do Amen. we have to walk in the newness of life in Christ that's right. You know, and maybe today you've you've got questions, or maybe you're looking for help um, in a sin. We we have an email address, realmen at palaceofpraise.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, message us. We'll be happy to to pray with you. We'll be happy to um, discuss it. You know, ways that you can find help, um, whatever it is. And as always, I would like to end it a prayer. Holy Spirit. Teach us to be leaders of our homes, of our communities, and of our churches. And teach us to be godly, courageous men. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Real Men Talk, brought to you by Palace of Praise Church in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. If you would like to get in touch with us, shoot us an email, realmen at palaceofpraise.com, or visit our website at palaceofpraise.com. If you're a man age 16 and up and would like to be a part of the conversation, join us at the Palace of Praise every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. If you don't have a home church, consider joining us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. Palace of Praise is located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. New episodes of Real Men Talk drop every Thursday at 5 p.m. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor.fm, Amazon, and more. Real Men Talk is a production of Palace Media Service. part of the conversation. Join us on Thursday nights at 6.30 p.m. We gather with other like-minded Christian brothers to discuss modern, hard-hitting topics that affect men on a daily basis and use a biblical approach to overcoming common strongholds that affect our families. We show men the importance of being the spiritual leader of their home and what it means to be a real man in the eyes of Christ. Join us at the Palace of Praise located at 1400 Herschel Best Boulevard in Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We meet in room 400 every Thursday. You're invited to come be a part of the discussion.